Your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Jay Mamie Talk Show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie, and you have now entered your hour of Thrive Time. I'm excited that you're joining us today as we've got yet another powerful show for you of quality content driven to help you thrive in the areas of life that you are specifically looking to thrive into. I'm going to announce our guest in just a second, but those of you that are visiting our show for the very first time, I want to thank you for taking time out to listen to our program today. I know you are going to walk away with a sense of thrive-minded quality content that is going to jack you up and juice you up to help you find ways that you can thrive, and you'll come back for more. In fact, those of you who continue to come back for more are finding that the quality just continues to stay consistent and the quality continues to drive home the point that you can find ways to thrive by hearing and learning from those subject matter experts who have carved the way to let you know what the landmines are so that you can have greater success, accelerated success, or just find more peace along the journey. That's what this show continues to deliver week after week. And I'm excited because September now, as we're entering uh, this month, and it's, I can't believe we're almost now the at the quarter, the last quarter of 2021. And before you know it, guys, the end of the year will We'll be here and we will be facing a brand new chapter in our lives called 2022. And we're going to talk a lot about that, what we can do to prepare for an explosive uh, 2022 where you can achieve all of the goals and dreams and, and, and ambitions that you have, you can achieve them in 2022. We're going to dedicate a lot of time as we start to wrap up these last few months of the year towards that type of content because I know it's important for many of you. Now, visiting our show is simple because we do air on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. However, you can catch the replay broadcast on our show site, thejmamietalkshow.com. There I have dedicated a specific section where you can pick up the archives of our prior broadcasts. All 57 episodes are all locked and loaded and ready for you to hear. And I'm going to give you a fair warning right now. If you hear one, you're going to want to hear the others. It's like Doritos chips. You just can't have one. (laughs) This is the type of show that you will binge here Because the content and quality and the speakers and the themes that we apply to every show certainly have become very addicting. And and by the way, quality, as I continue to mention. And speaking of quality, today we're going to hear from two subject matter experts, two very different individuals that are making an impact in very different ways. And I believe you will find that out to be true once they are wrapped up with their segments. One of my first, uh, one of our guests today is going to be Someone whose story is so interesting that you're going to find her to be addicting herself. In fact, one of the ways that people get to know her is they call her a confetti, an explosion of confetti of energy. And someone like that you have to have on the show. Susan Castle will be on the show with us today. She's not only an author, uh, she's a former uh, actress and and dancer and a ministry leader and worship leader, and she's currently an author and a leadership coach. She's got quite a story, and she's making quite a splash in that industry. Suzanne Castle will be with us today. And then we've got someone who's going to share with us his wisdom 
in a financial way. I love to bring financial professionals here who can help us not only protect what we have, but also understand the value of information and how, when it's applied, can create the changes in a positive way that are needed if you are a business owner. And we've got joining us today Brian Bingham. He's a subject matter expert uh, in the field of commercial insurance. He's going to be with us today to share with us the goodness of what he knows and how we can apply that type of wisdom to our businesses so that we can thrive in times of, of challenges or in times of the unexpected. So we've got quite a diversified show today, two very distinct people that are going to pour into you quality content yet again to help you thrive. Now, before we dive into this thriving theme, I want you to know that you can visit my site, thejmamie.com, thejmamie.com. I encourage you to do that because there you're going to find a bunch of my writings, my blogs, my vlogs, videos. All of my books are there. And we've got our, our now our international best-selling book, Thrivology, which came out six weeks ago. And it's making quite the headway now as people are starting to read the books over and over and over again. And more and more people are purchasing the books. I continue to receive the feedback daily through LinkedIn, text messages, emails, Facebook, all of my social media handles. I continue on a daily basis now receiving feedback, which I absolutely love. So continue to visit my site, continue to support what we do. And I think you'll find it also to be very helpful to you as you're continuing your thriving journey. And speaking of thriving journey, let me announce two individual events that are happening right here in Dallas, Fort Worth. So if you're in DFW, this is for you. One of them coming up is, is one event that I'm so supportive of because of what they're doing. Lance Taylor and the Taylor team, the DFW Taylor team, is holding their second annual charity golf tournament. On September 14th, Shotgun starts at 9 a.m. It's being held at the Canyon Creek Country Club. It's a charity event where they're partnering up with Thanksgiving Heroes. And here's the deal, guys. They're looking to feed a 1,000 families for Thanksgiving uh, this year. They did it last year. The first uh, annual event fed over 500 families. This year, they're looking to knock it out with over 1,000 families. They need your support. So make sure that you visit them at bit.ly forward slash Taylor team dash golf. I think you'll find that that involvement in that charity golf game will help a lot of people. And for those of you that are in business and sales, sales professionals, business leaders, business owners, uh, sales managers, or, or in the field of consulting work or coaching, and you want to find a better way to communicate your message, your content, maybe you're struggling in a way to effectively uh, convey a message or a point of view or your product or your service in a way that is received where the participant that you're trying to help uh, can can receive that information quicker and more effectively. Well, that means that you are in need of sales training. And for those of you here in DFW, we're going to have yet our next tour stop of the Thrive Sales Mastery Workshop that is going to be held in Fort Worth on September 24th from 9.30 to 1.30. You can visit the event site at survive to thrive guide forward slash events it's a free event folks so for those of you who want to get better want to achieve that mastery level of selling this is an event that you want to be at plus the ability to meet other like-minded professionals is going to be off the hook so if you're in dfw on that friday september 24th make sure that you come and visit with us it's going to be a fantastic event now, before I go to break and bring on our first guest, I wanted to address the issue that I know many 
have often asked me when I am speaking in front of groups or are holding conferences and events, and that usually a lot of these individuals that are in the audience are people that have ventured out into the world of entrepreneurship. Those who have decided that they want to create another source of income, either to supplement their existing uh, career or to really go in full steam, take a leap of entrepreneurial faith and go out and go for it and become a business owner. I want this message to be for you. And I know our listeners out there, a great number of, of our listening audience are professional business owners, entrepreneurs, and, and so on and so forth. This message is for you. If you are brand new to the world of entrepreneurship or considering it, and by the way, these days after uh, a pandemic, as we're slowly, craw slowly crawling out of it, the one thing to recognize is that the number of people who've decided to open up their own business, to take an entrepreneurial role, uh, is greater than it's ever been uh, for obvious reasons, right? I think people have realized that if they don't find a second way to make uh, income, uh, and as opposed to relying on their primary source that they could face at some point in the future, unsuspected and unexpected by them, uh, a, a grave a challenge to their primary source of income. So a backup source of income is what people now are starting to do. And I completely agree with that and completely champion that. The challenge is that there are transitions that need to be made in order for you to have a successful experience from, entre from employee to entrepreneur. So I want to share with you what I believe are the seven essential, the seven critical, seven key transitions that you have to understand and master and maneuver effectively if you're going to have a successful experience in the transition from an employee to an employer, from employed to self-employed. The first one is you have to have support. Here's one of the first seven keys. And by the way, I've labeled all of my seven keys, seven S's of transitional success so that you can remember them easily. I'm actually going to be holding a webinar on this coming up soon uh, on a LinkedIn Live webinar so that you have a better understanding as I detail these with more time and more clarity. But these are just this is just sort of the trailer version of it. Number one, you have to have support. If you're going to go from an employee to an employer or employee to an entrepreneur, you have to make sure that those around you understand what you're about to do and that you have full support of those around you, your spouse, your loved ones, uh, the, your children, uh, friends, because ultimately without the support of those very important people in your life, you will find yourself falling short of encouragement when you need it the most. So make sure that you are supported by those who support you in other ways. They'll, they'll support your endeavor to go from an employee to an entrepreneur. The second thing you have to have is you have to have savings. Let's be honest. If you go from a comfortable, cushy, consistent source of income to the unknown of uh, income generation, which is usually what happens when you go into a business or an entrepreneurial endeavor, you're, you're going to go from something that is stable and secure and consistent to something that may not be early on. So you better have savings. You better have savings. I've seen so many people not have enough savings in place to weather the early storms of entrepreneurship and they go into financial panic management and that's no way to start a business, right? Financial panic management is no way to start a business. So you better have savings. Third S, the third key strategy of the seven is you have to have a strategy. In other words, you can't wing it. You can't decide one day, well, I'm going to be a business owner, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to wing it. 
You can't do that. You have to have a strategy if you are going to be successful as an entrepreneur and as a business owner going from a employee. You know, as an employee, you really don't have to have any strategy, right? You get up, you go to work, you process activity, you go back home. When you're an employee, an entrepreneur, rather, you better have a strategy, a game plan. Winging it won't work. The next S you have to have is structure. You have to have structure. You can have a strategy, but if you don't have structure, you're going to be all over the place. And what do I mean by structure? The most important structure you have to have is the discipline of your time. You have to have the structure of time, meaning how much time you're going to devote to your business building activities during the day. It's easy when you have a job. You have to go to work between 9 to 5, 8 to 4, whatever your work schedule is, right? You have structure. You have a certain amount of, of, of activities you have to process. You know what you're doing even before you get to the office, right? Even before you get to wherever you're working, you know what you're going to do throughout the course of the day. You have structure. The challenge that most employees have when they transition to an employer or an entrepreneurial experience, they don't have the same disciplines. They don't develop the same structure of time, of of, of activity, of, of routine. You have to have it. The next thing you have to have is stamina. You have to decide you're going to be in it for the long haul. You have to have what I call entrepreneurial stamina. It may not happen in the first year. It may not even happen in the second year. But do you have the stamina to see you through? Because most do not. And without stamina, you're going to fall short. You're going to run out of gas. You're going to run out of steam. And before you know it, you go into panic management and you'll start looking for a job. And that might happen and that's okay. But make sure you have the stamina to see you through And then you have to have a sense of urgency. You cannot lollygag. You cannot uh, uh, stroll uh, through your success, uh, uh, through your entrepreneurial experience. Don't stroll through it, okay? Don't meander through it. You have to have a sense of urgency to get the job done because at the end of the day, your income relies on your ability to generate activity. If you're an entrepreneur, it's no time to take it easy. It's no time to to sort of think about it and overanalyze. It's time to take action. You better have a sense of urgency. And here's the last thing you better have. The seventh, and I believe probably the most important key. Here's the most important key. You better have selling skills. I was talking to someone the other day, and he says, I did all those other things, Jay, but I never thought about how important it is to be able to develop the skills where, if nothing else, I sell myself. I have to be able to sell myself to people, sell my concept, my products, my company. And I've never really liked the idea of selling, but it's one of those skills I have to develop. And let me tell you something, my friends. You better have sales skills, and you better have the ability to learn uh, how to convince someone else in a good way, persuade someone in a good way that you have value for them to take advantage of. You better learn how to sell and you better develop those learning selling, those selling skills really fast. If you're going to have success transitioning from an employee to an employer, from an employee to an entrepreneur. Guys, we're just getting started. We're going to be right back after the break. Hey everyone, this is Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I just want you to know that my book, my 10th book, is finally available, Thrivology action-stoking and thought-provoking quotes and phrases is now available for your purchasing pleasure. This book has already making tidal waves among those who appreciate content that is driven to give you a thrive-minded mentality and also reminders throughout the course of the week of the things you need to do to thrive. Guys, you can pick up my book, Thrivology, at thejmaney.com. 
This is Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I want to encourage all of you that are in sales, business owners, entrepreneurs to attend the upcoming Thrive Sales Mastery Workshop happening Friday, September 24th in Fort Worth. This is a free event designed to help you become better at the skills of selling at the mastery level. If you're struggling with your sales skills, if you're struggling with your results, this is the workshop to be at. SurviveToThriveGuide.com forward slash events. That's SurviveToThriveGuide.com forward slash events. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. We hadn't even heard of your product. Our son called us and said, you two need to be using this. And, oh, I love it. It really seems to be helping. My energy levels are not always great, but for the last couple of months, it seems to be improving. But it was really strange because our son doesn't recommend a lot of products to us. He's not like that with us. He says, you're my parents. I'm not yours. I'm not telling you what to do. But with this one, he said, no, I think you really need to do this. (laughs) And our son was right. We need to be doing this. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code DALLAS. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. On the line right now, we've got Suzanne Castle. Now, I mentioned her name earlier in the first segment. I, I kind of gave her story a little bit. But for those of you who are catching the show late, Suzanne Castle is not only a former Broadway actress, she's also a performer. But interestingly enough, Suzanne also at one point was uh, also in ministry, a worship uh, pastor, and I think she's going to share her story. But now she's a leadership consultant of Suzanne Castle Consulting. She's also the host of her own show. She's got a lot of value, a great message to share that I'll let her get into that. But for the moment, Suzanne, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am very excited to be here. Suzanne, you've got a lot that uh, you've got to offer. We've got a lot to unwrap. But before we dive into the goodness of what you're doing, can you share a little bit about your journey? Sure. My road began as an entertainer. I was an artist on the stage, and like that of many other artists, it really hasn't been straight or narrow, my journey, because it began with all the things that parents do for their kids, lots of dance and acting classes and coaching sessions, and then I fell into film and theater roles, and then there was a season of teaching and music, and all of that set an unsustainable pace for me that stopped abruptly when my family had a tragedy and my brother was killed in a car accident, Mm. and so my plans really got knocked to the sidelines of Mm. how I I thought I should be in the world. And so I went literally from the spotlight into the shadows Mm. in a moment's time. And a really a quieter season emerged for me. And I went to seminary, earned several ivory tower degrees, and began this kind of subtle reinvention for this love of fostering a creative and tenacious spirit in leaders. And so my commitment now has been to amplify that spirit. And that really has set the stage for the work that I'm doing today. I appreciate you sharing that tragedy because when you and I met not too long ago, your energy was uh, was 
was quite was infectious. I mean, it, it, there were folks in the room that certainly had their own level of of energy, but yours stood apart from everybody else. And I knew that there's <laughs> there's something to you. That's why you and I had a chance to chat. But the story of this tragedy is not something that you share with me, and I appreciate you sharing it not only now but also with our audience. Uh, I'm sure that was a major turning point in your life. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit. At, at what point? Obviously, this is a major turning point, but it just wasn't this particular incident that that started to sort of give you a different understanding or a different look at what life could be otherwise. But at what point did you realize that, okay, it's time for a change? And then how did you handle the potential of the unknown considering your background had been predominantly in entertainment for quite a while? And that was the, the trajectory you were on. Well, you know, I've, I've learned a lot about navigating setbacks because when you're on a stage or in an audition space, there is always someone who would tell you you're not right. You're mm. not what they needed. And then you, you take that and then you have um, a death in your family. And then when you're in a large church organization and then a budget cut happens and all of a sudden you're jobless, all those kind of emotional traumas really demand energy for healing. And so what I call my sparkle factor, it diminished big time. And I had to learn quickly that I wasn't the only one that was going through this. Nobody talks about this in business. They Mm -hmm. do see, they they emerge and that's all they want to talk about is how they emerge, but not all the steps that led to that. And so it has taken me years of patient practicing. And I will say sometimes feeling extravagantly, but really stubbornly repeating the simplest truth to me that staying stuck is not where I want to be. And it's not a solution. And so what that means is when I'm in other spaces and people start start talking to me about how their business is stuck or how they're overwhelmed or the chaos that's around them. When you're living in that moment, it's easy to feel like that's the only moment you have. And that's when it's important to have people around you that are your cheerleaders or your coaches and pushing you to say, you know what, this isn't all that you are. And let's work on getting you to the next space that you need to be in. You you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago that during that, that there was a time in your life where you had a a season, sort of a dark season. And Mm -hmm. I believe a lot of people go through those dark seasons. But let's talk about the dark season just for a minute before we continue, because I, I know that as many who may be in one right now, or there's one right around the corner, they want to find out, number one, what happens to you during that tar- dark season? What are the thoughts that you that you go through and how do you pull yourself out of it? What specifically happened for you during that dark season? Well, mine really came because I had a pretty significant injury. And so I realized I wasn't going to be on the same trajectory, the same path anymore, Mm -hmm. because physically I wasn't going to be able to do that. And so I threw myself into church work and in the middle of that really went through a pretty terrible divorce. And so I remember specifically not being able to get up off the bathroom floor Mm. more than once and just really thinking this is it. There's no reason to be here Everything that I've ever tried to do hasn't worked out. And I think we've all had those moments where it Mm -hmm. just feels like everything in front of us no longer works. And so we think that we don't work. Mm. And from that space for me, the way that it took is realizing, one, I had a little bit of anxiety and some PTSD, and I had to get some medical professional help to do that. But the other important component of that was not being alone in it. And so I talk a lot about your sparkle squad, these people that will come to your rescue. And I remember specifically, I thought I was having a heart attack, but I was having an anxiety attack, turns out. Mm-hmm. And when I called a friend to come over and help, the first thing she did 
was say, well, the first thing we're going to do is dance. So we put on some ABBA. I'm that old. I love ABBA. And we literally just danced. And and really doing the kind of pattern interrupt on your brain, the brain science will tell you when you're in that moment, if you can shift and do something, usually physically, it will take all of the tenor down and all of the adrenaline down. And you can just take a moment and breathe and see that that's not where you have to be. And so that kind of dark season for me emerged out of, I need to teach people how to do this in business because no one it, it, it seems a little woo-woo I get it but until you start hearing other stories and saying you're not alone and there is a way forward people people will just continue to suffer you said something that's a mic drop early on in, in, in the beginning of this of your response you had you mentioned that just because things aren't working doesn't mean that you don't work Right. And boy, yeah. I tell you, that, that is a mic drop because there are so many people that when they attempt things or things in life uh, aren't going the right way, they automatically not only put the blame on themselves, but they begin to diminish their own value because they don't see that things are working in the way that they would want. So they automatically internalize that as something must be wrong with me. And right. and oftentimes, yeah, that could be a bad decision or two that you might have made that, that is causing the repercussions of bad things happening. But overall, uh, it's not all you and, and you're not the full blame to it. And I think that's a trap. That's a trap that people can get into. And boy, that's a downward spiral big time. But you it mentioned, is. yeah, you mentioned you face setbacks. What can setbacks though reveal about a person and what lessons can they leave you to learn? Well, I think especially so, um, I think setbacks reveal your courage and your tenacity, or they also, at the same time, they reveal that dark shadow side of yourself. Mm. And we, and we want to talk a lot about, oh, they had this setback and look, they've pulled themselves up from the bootstraps and look at all the magic they're creating in the world. But there is always that shadow side, which is what is this telling me about the way that I have shown up and I don't want to show up anymore? Or what is this teaching me about the toxic relationships I have around me or even toxic business practices that I really need to let go. And so if we can if we can see both of those things as that lesson, meaning that if if I have a problem happen, like for me, if, if a budget cut rendered me jobless, I literally had to rely on neighbors to buy groceries for me and my kids. Mm. What did that reveal in me? I needed to learn to ask for help. Mm-hmm. What did that also reveal in me? I need to have a better system and sustainable financial practice so that if this happens again, I won't have to ask somebody for food. So both of those things are true, and I think having a system, having um, a group around you that will help you go, okay, here's what you're learning. Here's the good things that will help you learn from this moment, but also here are the missteps that contributed or that have kept you stuck in this moment, and we don't want to go there again. So what do we also have to do around us so that we're not in this spot? Great lessons. Those are great lessons to learn when you have a setback. I want to pivot a little bit to the work that you're doing uh, and in your consulting firm, there's times yeah. that you can observe things when you do enough of it, right? And you you're doing right. enough of it to observe certain patterns. What would you say from an individual standpoint and a corporate standpoint, um, people need to stu- need to start doing that your firm emphasizes? Well, I I'm a big believer in collaboration and in a kind of a creative, different way. And I really believe that that our ability to connect will either make or break our success in the world. And that means that, you know, you can influence performance and motivation level, and you can create common ground. You can resolve conflict more quickly, but you won't do any of those things if you haven't connected with your team, with your clients, and even with your own self. And I think many of us see that connection component as a born talent, like Mm -hmm. you have it or you don't. But 
but when we think about communication, we, we have said, oh, it's what I'm saying in that moment. But, but what I find is that really people are coming with assumptions, meaning I already know how you feel and what you want, or they come with arrogance, meaning mm-hmm. I don't need to know, That's right. or they come with indifference saying, I don't care. And everything about ourselves shows up on our bodies when we're in those spaces. So even when we're in that virtual space, we can get trapped by that instead of saying, you know what, what brought us all together here today? And, and what should be our focus? What, what common ground do we already have together to help us create something magnificent in the world? You know, you're so right about that. And it's so important as a leader who might be listening to the program. We've got a ton of CEOs and business leaders that are, that are fans of the show. That it, the first thing that has to happen is an openness and willingness to see things come to pass in a way, as you just said, that brings everyone together and allows everyone to thrive. But there has to be an openness from leadership to allow yep. that to happen. And pride, you mentioned the word pride earlier, pride is your enemy oftentimes. Isn't that true? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely true. Yes. Yeah. And and I think we bring that into the space. Sometimes we don't even realize it. And and when we when we do that, we are really fostering um, a barrier for people to come and hear and come towards us. Now, I'm going to wrap up this segment here, just making a statement, sort of putting it together. Pride oftentimes is a setback on its own. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely agree. That's a wonderful statement. Guys, when we come back after the break, we're going to talk to Suzanne about the sparkle factor. And and what does it mean to recapture the glimmer? You often speak about that. So when we come back after the break, we're going to tackle the sparkle factor. My recent guest, Lance Taylor and the Taylor team, is sponsoring the second annual charity golf tournament, and they're partnering up with Thanksgiving Heroes to feed families a Thanksgiving meal. This charity golf tournament is happening Tuesday, September 14th at the Canyon Creek Country Club. Make sure you register at bit.ly forward slash Taylor team dash golf. B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Taylor team dash golf. Hi, I'm Steven Snyder from the Snyder Benefits Firm. As a business owner, are you experiencing your employee insurance being too complicated and too expensive? Do you wish you could simplify that process? The Snyder Benefits Firm can help educate your employees and tailor the program to fit your budget. You can visit us at www.thesnyderbenefitsfirm.com or give me a call at 270-823-2187 for a free consultation. If you're like most people, you're probably more than a little concerned about the state of the world around us today. Strange times. The stock market all-time highs every day. U.S. debt never been higher right now. Dollars losing value. And let's not forget about inflation, the highest since 2008. Remember what happened in 2008. So how do you protect your money, your retirement, your savings? Well, many people just like you are turning to Old Faithful to protect themselves during these difficult times. And Old Faithful is real gold and silver from the Oxford Gold Group, the kind you can actually hold in your hands and have in your IRA. No better time than the present to protect your future and the future of your family. Call the Oxford Gold Group right now, 833-928-GOLD. They will send you their free guide on investing in gold and silver and answer all of your questions. Protect your money before things get even worse out there. Call the Oxford Gold Group today at 833-928-GOLD. Oxford is here to help you protect your savings and retirement. That's 833-928-GOLD. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. 
Welcome back, everyone, to the J. Mamie Talk Show. On the line right now with Suzanne Castle, having a fantastic conversation that's talking about setbacks and what do you do and also how do you address the issues of, of regaining the glimmer and, and the sparkle factor. So we're going to pick up where we left off. And, and Suzanne, you often talk about the sparkle factor. In fact, if anyone goes to your website, SuzanneCastle.com, they, they cannot miss but seeing that word all over the place. And it almost like <laughs> shimmers and glimmers all over the page. It's pretty cool, right? But what exactly is the sparkle factor? I know you're the CEO of the sparkle factor. But apart from that, you also mentioned recapturing the glimmer. What does that mean? I think that so many of us have gotten trapped by what um, our own situation has brought to us in our past. And we've allowed these kind of words to swirl that say the way that we're supposed to do, the way that we're supposed to be. And so we have imprinted those words on us. And most of the time, those words are not positive words at all. They're where we failed, where we didn't feel that we had enough, all that enoughness comes up, where uh, we have been stuck, where we haven't seen a way forward. And, th- and every time we tell ourselves that, it's a trap. Mm-hmm. And every time that we um, see ourselves and we think that about ourselves, it's also a trap. And your sparkle, that internal light dims a little bit more. And so I am literally on a mission to really manifest out into the world this kind of unveiling of your own self. I really truly believe that everybody has a unique calling in the world and that if we all lived out of that, that we would change the world forever. And and so part of the sparkle factor then is to find those those places where we can shape ourselves around love and gratitude and joy and what that then changes about ourselves and our businesses out in the world. So the sparkle factor, where did this idea come from? Because I've never heard anyone <laughs> even mention the, the, the idea of sparkle factors, very creative, very innovative. How did that even begin? You know, honestly, it came because I was born on December 23rd to very young parents, mm-hmm. and they didn't have any money, and it was so close to Christmas. Your friends are always gone. My birthday presents would be wrapped in Christmas paper. And so my parents established a tradition that I would wear a tiara on my birthday. It goes very well since my last name is Castle. Mm-hmm. So in the midst of that hustle and bustle of the holidays, I would wear a tiara, but we didn't have any money. So it was always those cardboard tiaras with those kind of stuck on glitter, the really kind of heavy glitter that was sprinkled. And and all throughout the day, what would happen is that glitter would fall off and it would land on me and it would land on other people. And inevitably, everyone gets sprinkled with glitter throughout the day. And so fast forward, I still wear a tiara on my birthday. <laughs> and lo and behold, people have said when they come into the sphere, they see me speak or I come into their company, like, wow, you really do sparkle, you shine. I feel better about myself. And so that really became my mantra, which is helping people sparkle, and therefore the sparkle factor was born. That's brilliant. And I tell you, as I said earlier, it's infectious because anyone who meets you immediately, they, they maybe the word sparkle doesn't come to mind, but they certainly <laughs> but they certainly can, can feel that that special uh that specialness about you. But let's let's sort of piggyback a little bit because this is important. You know, we talked about leaders and organizations. How can a leader uh, help his team because it's much more than just him but how can a leader help his team or the organization or the ministry whatever they're involved in to recapture that sparkle factor or recapture the glimmer that 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 team or organization has lost well i would i, I want to 
remind everyone of a great quote from Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, who said, things which matter most must never be at the mercy of the things which matter the least. Mm. And for me, that means the most important thing in life is knowing what the most important things in life are Mm -hmm. and then prioritizing them accordingly. So I think where leaders find themselves feeling that friction in between that is is they and their teams are only focusing on the urgent and everything cannot be urgent. And when you're only focusing on the urgent, you're you're allowing the really important things, the priorities and the goals that you're trying to do, that extraordinary vision you're trying to birth in the world, it really does fall by the wayside because it's just one more urgent thing that pops up and takes all of your emotional energy and all of your thought energy and all of your physical energy away from what you're trying to do in the world. And so one of the things that I try to do is say, okay, what, let's, let's get a matrix together and let's decide what, what on your plate is urgent and what is important and where are we spending our energy and how can we shift our energy more towards important so those urgent things don't take you away from your magic in the world. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I think one of the challenges that leadership may have uh, with regards to an organization is that the organization somehow, some way, they allow the organization and the members of that to start focusing on the minors instead of the majors and if there's ever a quick way to lose your glimmer or to lose your sparkle is start focusing on the minors instead of the majors and you'll find yourself way off course that that makes sense right oh yes absolutely absolutely and i think it's easy to be in that space though and especially if you find yourself in an echo chamber and you're not constantly checking in with your own self about Mm -hmm. your own priorities then it's just easy to fall into the same pace that everyone else around you is doing Let's continue this talk because I'm interested in finding out from you, hearing from you, what what are the mental, emotional, and even the spiritual traps that in your work you found that people allow themselves to get caught into that they drain them of that that glimmer and that sparkle? Yeah, I think uh, part of that is that when people don't feel that they contribute and people don't feel valued, then they won't go to any length whatsoever to help you create success. Mm-hmm. They won't collaborate well together. Mm. The team won't be nimble, and therefore then they won't be ready to rise up to challenges like we've seen the last couple of months and that we'll continue to see, I feel like, because their whole trajectory of how we collaborate has changed. And so what the trap that we get into is allowing interruptions to decide how we respond. Meaning that um, if you have a family interruption that happens, it takes you away from what you were doing that moment. And not that that's bad, but what you have to do is decide, okay, how much can I really show up in this moment? Do I need to take a day so I can go handle whatever family crisis is going on? Or do I need to say, okay, I'm going to go take a walk, for example. That's one of the, that's one of the best ways to really get our best thinking in our brains happening and really get creative about a situation is literally, okay, I'm going to get up out of my chair. I'm going to set everything aside and even for five minutes, get oxygen moving Mm -hmm. and you will find your spiritual self lifted up, your mental self in a better, more um, acuity focused manner. And also your breathing will slow down to a pace that allows you to have clear thinking. And so I would say all three of those When you talk about mental, emotional, and spiritual trap is that we constrict ourselves by the way that we sit. We stare at a screen too much. We see all these emails that we didn't do. We have people like jumping in our office all the time, and we don't say, I need a physical break so I can show up the way that you need me to show up. Yeah, it's brilliant. Sometimes it takes just just something as simple as as taking a physical break to recharge and re-energize. 
and get back in alignment. I, I completely agree with that. But there's probably folks right now that are listening to the show and says, yeah, that sounds good, Suzanne, but I'm stuck. And boy, yeah. they've been stuck for a while. What are the situations or reasons that people stay stuck? Well, I honestly, I would say that's where we're st- we st- we stick ourselves on urgent and not pr- our priority based way of being in the world. Like, for example, um, let's say that uh, you don't know what your top goal is right now, or um, you don't know what the number one thing is that zaps uh, your joy and distracts you from your top goal, or you don't know what the number one thing is that enhances your motivation and your performance and your energy that moves you closer to your goal. So if you don't know the answers to those questions, you will remain stuck because you're not willing to do the work and uncover the data that will tell you exactly the way forward. Suzanne, before we wrap up, and we've got about a minute to go, so I'm going to put you on a on a speed course here for the next minute. I have guests who come on the show, and I ask them, give me three actionable, thought-provoking takeaways. In other words, it's, it sort of like says, Suzanne says this. Suzanne says that. Suzanne says okay. the other. What are the three actionable, thought-provoking takeaways that Suzanne says to our listeners? The first one is find your joy break. Every day, make sure your calendar has a joy break on it. It could be dancing to your favorite playlist. It could be taking a five-minute walk. It could be sipping a cup of coffee and not looking at your email. That's the first thing I would say. The second thing that I would say is make sure that before you dive into any project or any meeting, you know why you're in the room and why everybody else is in the room. Make sure you've built that common ground. And then the third thing that I would say, without a doubt, is speak kindly to yourself and others mm. so that you don't get stuck in that negative language trap of where you've been. Take a joy break, know why you're doing what you're doing, and be kind to yourself and others. Boom. Those are three actionable takeaways that Suzanne says you need to implement right away, and uh, and you'll have a yourself a thriving experience. Suzanne, it's been awesome having you on the show. We're going to have you back again in the future because there's a lot more we need to discuss. But in the meantime, people can go to your website, SuzanneCastle.com. They can also track you down on LinkedIn to learn more about you and the sparkle factor. And if they want to find uh, more about how to recapture the glimmer, you're the person to talk to. Thanks for being on yes. the show. Thank you so much for having me, and I wish everyone a fabulous day. Awesome. Folks, we're going to be right back after the break. How do you want your story to look and sound? Is there a book you want to write? A presentation you want to give? An online space to fill your thoughts and experiences? If you have the beginnings of an idea, I can help you develop it into a finished and publishable product. My name is Keith Mankin, and I'm a writer, editor, and creative consultant. Contact me today at keithmankin.com and let your voice and your words stand out from the crowd. 71% of new hires say that the training they received did not make their new role easy to understand, and that led them to feeling disconnected at work. Well, that's probably because, according to the Talent Equation, companies spend more money on coffee than training annually. I'm Andy Steery, owner of Impact Training. We specialize in helping your company create meaningful training content based on the nine impact pillars of training. Reach out at impactctc.com and let's find what your company needs to elevate your training program to the next level. I can't make any promises about your coffee, though. Dan Franklin, Texas Licensed Agent. Attention all home sellers. Hello, I'm Dan Franklin. I've been buying and selling houses right here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area since 1994, and I want to buy your house. My number one goal is to crush the competition and beat any and all other offers. I want to pay you more. 
I just crushed the competition and paid Patrick of Dallas $40,000 more than his next highest offer. $40,000. What could you and your family do with an extra $40,000? Call me today. I'm Dan Franklin. I buy houses, and I'll pay you more. Call me today at 214-929-5555. That's 214-929-5555. Again, call me today at 214-929-5555. KLIF News and Information, 570 AM, 96.3 HD2. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show in the studio this morning. I'm excited about our guests because you have to have subject matter experts that are available to answer questions and to give information and education about areas that affect a business owners and a company's ability to thrive when the unexpected occurs. And folks, I can tell you from a person who's been a business owner for a long time, on any given day, the unexpected occurs. And if you're not in a position to have the right protection in place, it can take you years to recover. And that is not going to help you thrive. So Brian Bingham, the VP of Business Insurance for Higginbotham Group, is with us today to help us understand that. Brian, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jay. I really appreciate you having me. Brian, before we dive into the goodness of what you're doing here with Higginbotham, can you share with our audience a little bit about your journey thus far? Yeah, I've I've been a commercial insurance broker for 32 years. I'm a native of Dallas. I grew up in Grand Prairie. And in 1988, I had a great job in Dallas. And I remember what I was making well because I was, I was making $88,000 a year. Mm. My dad passed away, who was an independent agent in Grand Prairie, and I just felt like I needed to take over his agency. That agency was really small at the time, but I just kind of felt like I needed to do that. I didn't know anything about insurance, and I found a good partner in a gentleman by the name of Jim Lawrence. Uh, I was with Jim Lawrence for 31 years. Wow. Unfortunately, he passed away yeah. last yeah. year, mm-hmm. uh, right about the time we did this merger with Higginbotham. Uh, I had my I got my certified insurance counselor designation in 1995. I got my licensed risk manager designation in 1997. And just kind of on a personal note, I live in Colleyville. I uh, have a great wife, Sandy, mm. two children who are both Aggies. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> one is uh, uh, Aggie right now. At, uh, uh, she's a sophomore at Texas A&M. And my son uh, works for uh, uh, McKenzie and Company here in downtown Dallas. So what I've gotten from you so far is you're fairly new to this business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. So what inspired you to choose a life of helping people and, and, and business uh, businesses protect their assets as really your life's work all these years? What's What continues to inspire you to do this type of work? Well, I think the first thing that, that got me into it was when I was a kid, there was a, a local business that my dad insured, and they chose not to carry workers' compensation insurance. Mm-hmm. They had a employee injury that, in my opinion, was fraudulent. Mm-hmm. Uh, that person sued the business and won, and it took them years and years and years to recoup. It was horrible wow. for them. So I saw that firsthand, what happened and and how important it is to have the correct coverage in place. Texas is one of the only places, well, it is the only state left that you do not have to carry workers' compensation. Wow. So they chose not to even back then. This is many years ago. Okay. But uh, it's important right now to know what you're 
what you have and what you do not have in the way of coverage. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. There's there's always something significant that happens in someone's life that is what continues to is what inspires them initially to do what they do, but also continue to do it year after year after year. And that's important for the, the listeners to understand uh, that you do this not because it's it's a form of living. Obviously, it is, but it's a passion of yours. It's Absolutely. something that you believe in. It's something Absolutely. that you experienced. And that's important for people to know. Where do you find that most businesses fail, though, in understanding how to protect their assets? Well, this is going to be the theme of what we talk about. And that's, to me, is is not looking at their business from a risk management perspective. Many approach agents, different agents, to get quotes on their insurance, and they don't really think about it from a risk management perspective, mm -hmm. which is key because uh, it's not about buying more insurance. It's about finding somebody to help you find what those risks are, helping you understand how you can protect yourself from those risks, and then making a decision. Then let that agent shop your policies mm -hmm. to get the best rate. Money's important, but if you don't have the right coverage, I've seen so many times where People think they've got something and they don't have it. Mm -hmm. So be sure you've got the right coverage first and then shop the policies and find an agent that can go out to all the insurance carriers for the best price. Now, there's a lot of things that new business owners are not aware of, right? I deal with business owners all the time, and so do you. And I deal with entrepreneurs uh, that are just getting started. In fact, one of the conferences I have coming up is designed for entrepreneurs. One of the workshops I have uh, on LinkedIn is designed uh, the beginning of my show, uh, I spoke about the transition from someone who's been an employee now to an employer or an entrepreneur. There's just things they're not aware of. Their liabilities are not aware of that they need to know to protect themselves. What should a new business owner be focused on when looking for commercial coverage? Well, uh, I'll come back to the risk management thing because that's what they need to be focused on. Businesses are different. Obviously, an accounting practice is a lot different than a fireworks manufacturer. Mm -hmm. They've got different risks. So they have to manage those risks and know what to transfer and what to retain as far as risk. So I would suggest share everything about your business and the things that keep you up at night. Tell your mm. attorney and your risk manager what is it that's most important to you to protect. To me, it's cover the catastrophe areas first mm -hmm. and kind of work your way down. Uh Another set of trusted eyes really brings new light to it. I like what you said, and, and there is really the golden nugget of, of our interview. There's much more to go, but if we didn't do anything past this point, yeah, you, you spoke something that I think every business owner should walk away with, every entrepreneur should walk away with. What keeps you up at night, right? right. What is that unknown, unforeseen catastrophe that keeps you up at night that if it occurs, it'll t it'll set you back? years probably, not only financially, but emotionally as well. So that's a home run there. But let's talk about misconceptions because there's a ton of them. Th yeah. There are so many misconceptions that business owners and entrepreneurs have about commercial insurance. In your vast experience, what are the most common ones? Well, I think one of the, the, the number one to me is, is the business owners thinking that it's a commodity mm. and looking at it as a commodity, going out, I need a general liability policy, shopping for a general liability policy and not, again, back to that risk manager thing, mm -hmm. uh, not looking at it from that perspective. Um, and, and, and one agent can't do it all. Uh, one agent that you talk to, my dad, when my dad I mentioned earlier that he was an insurance agent in Grand Prairie, uh, he's a one-man shop, did everything. You really can't do that anymore. Mm. Agents have to specialize in a certain area. At Higginbotham, 
for instance, if, if somebody needs benefits coverage, I have a benefits specialist to do that. If somebody needs personal lines coverage, homeowners, cars, I have a specialist that does that. I don't do it. Mm-hmm. So you turn it over to somebody that really knows what they're doing. And the misconception is that, uh, that, that a policy is a policy is a policy. Mm-hmm. So if a business needs a general liability policy, they're all the same. They can go on the internet and find it. They're not all the same. They don't cover the big things that you probably want to have covered. I always tell business owners uh, to that extent, Brian, that it's it's better to know exactly what you have and have more of it and not need it than need it and not have any of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. And understanding, to me, that's one of the biggest things is understanding what you do have and what you don't have. Mm-hmm. So many don't understand that. They don't pay attention to it. They look at the bottom line price. Exactly. And they don't think about what it's what's going to happen if there's a claim. That's exactly right. So. You mentioned specialty, though, and you're absolutely right. You have to stick within your specialty lane. From my experience, one of the challenges I find is that when you have an agent or a professional who tries to be everything and all things to a client, somewhere along the lines, that client gets a short end of the stick, right? right. That's right. So you mentioned specialty. What's your particular specialty? Well, my area and broadly is property liability, general liability, professional liability, workers' compensation, automobile exposures for businesses. But as far as industries go, industries, I've got a broad range of clients, and those those go everywhere from manufacturing to nonprofit organizations to distribution to aircraft parts manufacturing, uh, various types of retail. And one of the verticals that I've, I've really enjoyed is the animal welfare space. Mm. Okay. So the animal welfare space over the years, um, I've, I've been involved in that for 20 plus years, and, and that revolves around anything animal related. So that's for profit and not for profit. That's rescue organizations, mm-hmm. shelters, zoos, aquariums, veterinary hospitals and clinics. Uh, did I say sanctuaries? Sanctuaries is one of them. Feed related companies. Um, for instance, uh, I write a uh, turtle sanctuary. I write a <laughs> raptor sanctuary. Wow. I've worked with a sloth sanctuary. Uh, veterinary hospitals and clinics across the U.S. Uh, we write the SPCA of Texas, which is just right down the street from where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Basically, anything animal-related. But in general, Jay, it's it's anything that is property, liability, automobile, workers' comp driven. I'm glad you shared about the, the the animal sanctuary because I've never heard of anyone that provides coverage for an animal sanctuary. And you would never think about it, but you're absolutely right. That is needed, right? right. That's, yeah. that's unbelievable. Yeah. I'm glad we're having this conversation. I always appreciate guests when they are very informative and educational. But let's talk about Higginsbotham because you, you, you're with them now. You've had tons of years of experience. Why did you ultimately choose Higginsbotham as your company to represent? You know, I, after being in this business for 32 years, I, I know that the that, that Higginbotham is one of those companies I never could really say anything bad about, mm-hmm. right? They 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 just uh, they they were just a great organization. Their culture and everything, the way they run their operation is is fantastic. They they uh, base everything on on how well they treat their clients, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's just it's just a, it's a family. Uh, they treat everything like a family. Well, we just found out here as we were pre- prepping for the show that they're actually sponsoring an event too, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. yeah, with TCU. Yeah, so there you go. Let's talk about in the last few minutes here, testimonials. 
I'd like for you to provide one testimonial when having coverage saved the company and its owners, and then another one on the opposite side when not having the right coverage devastated a company, if yeah. you've got those handy. Yeah, I do. And, and, and you know, there's been a lot over the years that saved a company. The one that comes to mind is, is not too far from here in Dallas. Their place burned to the ground, um, and it was all from some rags that they had piled up over in the corner. It started a fire overnight and mm. burned the place down. Um, the success story there was that they had business interruption insurance to protect them while they were down. If they hadn't have had that business interruption coverage, they would have gone out of business. So having that was, was a really big deal for them. Uh, they needed to have that. Uh, they, they loved us of course, after that, because mm -hmm. what we put in force, the plan we put in force worked. Mm -hmm. Um, an another one that, you know, where they didn't have something you ask right. what they didn't right. have, uh, was a client that we acquired many years ago that was involved in a, their employee was involved in an auto accident and she, uh, she had the accident. After the accident, they found out that she had a DWI on her record. Mm -hmm. So she had gotten the DWI over the weekend and didn't tell her employer. Mm. So it turned into a big problem. Uh, it, 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 the, the courts call it negligent entrustment of a vehicle. So when you're, they allowed someone with a DWI to drive for company business. There's a way to protect yourself for that. Wow. Uh, they came to us for that protection. We put that in place. And to this day, we still have that client. That's an, that's an incredible story, and I'm, I'm glad you shared that with us. By the way, you mentioned earlier that the World Trade Center, unfortunately, which we're about to celebrate the 20th anniversary in a couple of weeks, um, the buildings were uninsured. Just take 30 seconds well, to share that. they were underinsured. 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 So yeah. I think that's one of the main things that businesses have a problem with is the amount of insurance they have on a building. Uh, if you have a million-dollar building that it takes to replace and you only have a half a million dollars on the, on the policy – what are you going to get paid at lost time? How are they going to pay you? What are they going to pay you? You got to know that. You yeah. got to know those things. And you got to have the professional that comes in that's able to help you determine what that replacement cost is. Brian, you've been a wealth of knowledge here. We could be certainly speaking for hours on this topic, but I'm going to ask our listeners to make sure they track you down. We're going to put your information up at our website so people can track you down for more information, quotes, and and just furthering their knowledge of, of why coverage is important from a commercial standpoint. And just, we appreciate you being on the show, Brian. Yeah, you're welcome. Folks, that wraps up another Sunday of Thrive Minded Contact. We're going to see you next Sunday at the same time. Make sure that your next seven days until then are Thrive Minded. We'll see you next Sunday.